Good morning and welcome to another episode of Touring with God. My name is Tony with an I and I am your host. And today it's all about Jesus. Yes, that's our topic for today. It's all about Jesus. Now, before we jump into the word, as always, we are going to start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you for mercies, Father God, every day that are new. We want to thank you for our health, for our family, for every single thing that we have, great and small. You are a good Father, and we are so grateful that you chose us to be your people. We ask you now, Father God, to help us to fix our eyes on you, to focus on Jesus. We forgive, Father God, everyone that has sinned against us and we ask you even now for forgiveness of our sins we ask you to guide us to lead us to protect us to provide father god even right now for the needs of your people it's in the name of jesus christ that i pray amen so guys once again thank you for joining me for another episode of touring with god and today it is all about Jesus. Now we spoke about Romans 6 verse 15 to 23 a few episodes ago and we're actually today going to reread that scripture except today we're going to read that scripture and redirect our thoughts to Jesus. Now I'm not going to reread all of Romans 6 verse 15 to 23. However, I would like you to feel free to Go ahead in your free time, pick up the word and read Romans 6, 15 to 23. Now, because of our natural limitations, which we see in Romans 6, 19, because we are flawed, because on our own, we cannot be perfect. We need Jesus. If you want instructions on how to do something and get it done properly, we always go to someone who is a pro at it. In this case, when we talk about perfection or living a life that is righteous, we need expert instructions on perfection. And that is why Jesus is the solution. He is perfect. And he's able to teach and lead us in all perfection. We have his life and his teachings in scripture as an example of how we are to live. And his death and resurrection. Let us not forget the death and resurrection of Jesus. That is a gift freely given to us so we may have salvation and have an opportunity at eternal life Each of us now also has access to the Holy Spirit because of this gift given to us by Jesus Christ. Now, I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I so wish I had recorded it or I had her here on the podcast to tell it to you the way she told it to me. And I'm probably going to butcher the way she said it. But we talked about the fact that we often focus on the life of Jesus as an example. And very rarely do we recognize that Jesus's purpose for coming here on earth in flesh was not just to show us an example of how to live, but he came to die on Calvary's cross for 
our sins. The word says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now, I mean, if you think about it, Jesus didn't sin. So he had no need to repent. We sin because we are not God. Jesus is God. And so he is perfect. We need access to repentance, forgiveness, and we also needed access to eternal life. Now, according to 1 John 2, verse 2, he himself, which is Jesus, is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. Now, I want you to understand, I do believe that there is much we can learn from God's life or from Jesus's life here on earth. There is so much in the way he lived that we can take as an example of how we are to live our very own lives. Now, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, I see both as a cheat sheet. And when I say a cheat sheet, I mean there are answers left, right, and center for us to understand the questions of life that are so often very complicated. If we don't see an example of it in scripture, according to the way Jesus lived his life, the Holy Spirit who dwells on the inside of us, after we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he will go ahead and teach us all things concerning that life that we are to live as the body of Christ. Now, if you go ahead and you read 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11, it actually says here, no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Now that spirit, the spirit of God is the Holy Spirit who dwells on the inside of us. So we have front seat to God's throne room. Like everything that he is thinking of, we have access to it. We very often doubt that and we don't tap into that. Or sometimes the spirit of God leads us into doing something. And because we struggle with being obedient, we tend to do what we please. And we say, we haven't heard from God. And I don't know which way to turn. And I really do not know what to do. But I want to urge you today to recognize that you have access to the spirit of God of the living God. And that spirit can guide you. That spirit can lead you according to the thoughts, the mind of God for he is God. The spirit is God. And we have to remember this because so many times I, I watched a Mike Todd sermon the other day and it was so amazing to me how he brought down the fact that we typically Put the spirit in a different category, the spirit of God. And we forget that Jesus, God, our heavenly father and the Holy Spirit, we are referring to God if we refer to either of the three. But very often we take away from that. And so we don't recognize that we truly as the body of Christ have been blessed, not just by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but by the indwelling of God himself 
on the inside of us. Now, when we look at Jesus, for example, we're going to go back a little bit here and we're going to look at Jesus. So many times we say, hmm, something comes up and we wonder, what would Jesus do? How many times have we said that? But we often say it as a joke, not recognizing that we really have access to finding out Jesus in this situation. I don't know what to do. And I ask you to clothe me in the mind of Christ and help me to understand what decision should I make in this instance. We have to remember Christ was not like society. He was unafraid and unashamed to stand out. He showed love, but he never compromised his integrity or his values so he could fit in. Therefore, we are called to live up to these standards as well and be very mindful that we should not compromise our integrity, our purity, or our values as children of the Most High God. Now, under the law, and the laws were many, many, I mean, guys, impossible to keep up with all these laws. Hence, the requirement of the death of Jesus Christ to grant us an opportunity into eternal life with him. As we just stated, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ now allows the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us who instructs us in all righteousness and the authority to lead us according to the perfect will of God. Now that is evidence in John 14 verse 16 to 17. In other words, the Holy Spirit leads us into obedience to the law, but you must choose to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you look throughout the Old Testament, there were numerous laws. Just when I say numerous, guys, just literally, I would like for you to probably sit down and try to read your Bible one day and just like maybe count them off. I know the cheat way for this is just to go on Google and possibly type in how many laws there were. I'm pretty sure there's an answer somewhere out there. But today, for example, we're just going to look at the Ten Commandments alone. For so many of us assume that because we're not killing and the Bible, the commandment said thou shall not kill. We assume, oh, you know what? I'm living up to the commandment. I'm not coveting anybody. I'm not killing. I'm not doing this. I'm not. So we start thinking we're living up to all the commandments and that's only 10. The laws were way more than the 10 commandments, but... I recently recognized that one thing that I was not doing when it came on to the commandments was that I was not truly, and I don't think I ever have until recently, observed a Sabbath. Now, if you did not know that keeping the Sabbath is actually a commandment, well, um, yeah, you need to go back and read the commandments. And that's why I'm here. Deuteronomy 6 or Deuteronomy 5 verse 6 to 21 you can go ahead and take a look at the commandments and yes we are to observe the Sabbath now talking about the Sabbath means that we possibly need to do a podcast that talks about the Sabbath because it's not just a day of physical rest, but there's also a spiritual component that so many of us miss out on when it comes on to the Sabbath. I just truly started observing the Sabbath and I have had 
a difficult time and I'm going to be honest because I find myself not being able to really rest. I am very busy body and so a lot of times I am all over the place doing everything but observing the Sabbath. I try and I keep praying and asking God to continue to train me in the discipline that it takes to observe the Sabbath. But I have been struggling with that. And the truth of the matter is I've been struggling because I have a difficult time sitting still. I figure, oh, you know what? It's the weekend. I have to do this. I have to do that. I'm so accustomed to going to church, leaving church, going to the supermarket, coming home, cooking dinner, doing this, doing that. I have everything under the sun to do because in my mind, this is what I've always done my entire life and now in an attempt to truly obey the word of God I have been attempting and as a matter of fact I need to stop using the word attempting I am going to start fully observing the Sabbath and I would recommend that if you have not started doing that as yet that you also go ahead dig through the scripture understand the significance of observing the Sabbath and begin to do it yourself now once again if you do not know the commandments or you did not know that that was a commandment I want you to go ahead Go back into the word, read Deuteronomy 5 verse 6 to 21 and you will see the commandments. The question asked in Romans 6.15 is, are we to sin because we're not under the law but under grace? And the answer is by no means. Now the Greek definition of grace is favor, merciful kindness by which God turns us to Jesus. Grace in itself, even according to the definition, points us back to Jesus once again. It is all about Jesus. Now, there is something I need to say right here because I've recognized that a lot of people, and I've heard people say this before, Jesus already died on the cross to cover all my sins. So because he's died on the cross and he's covered all my sins, then it means that I can just continue sinning, right? Like I've literally heard this thought process and I'm going to be honest with you, I actually thought it was a joke. But then I came to realize that People literally are serious when they ask this question. They're really not joking. Romans 6.22 says, But now that you've been set free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. Let us therefore understand that Jesus did not die so you can remain under the power of sin and continue sinning without a thought for tomorrow. Jesus died so we, you and I, would be set free from the hold or the power of sin on us. And therefore, we no longer have to be slaves to the power of sin. But when we continue living according to the desires of our flesh, and we go on sinning because we think that Jesus already died, and so all your sins are covered, and so you have no worries, you can just continue living your life as you please, I would like to tell you right now that you need to check yourself. 
This is not okay. You have to understand. You have a love relationship with your heavenly father. Because we love him and we honor him and we serve him. And because sin no longer has a hold on us. There is no power over us because of sin. It is not okay that we go on sinning. You need to recognize that Jesus' death has given you freedom freedom if you are not taking advantage of that freedom if you do not recognize that you now have the ability to say no to the hold of sin over your life you need to continue reading your word and asking god for wisdom and understanding because you are missing out on the significance in the death and resurrection of jesus christ so that you can have access not just to eternal life but even here on earth while we are living we have power over these sins that once held us bound and i understand that we all fall short of the glory of god we've discussed this in a previous podcast but it does not mean that you need to be a slave to your sinful nature when we were or possibly if you still are a slave to sin then your loyalty is with the desires of your flesh to sin now that we've accepted jesus as our savior our loyalty is to him we are a new creation in him and we now depend on him to perfect us this is why we fix our eyes on him and we flee from our old sinful ways now yes we have work to do and i understand according to james 2 and verse 17 that works alone cannot get us into heaven however i need you to understand that like we read in romans 6 in the past and we discussed the need to resist sinful thoughts and action it means that we now need to get busy being obedient god does not force us to be obedient obedience is a choice the scripture once again in james 4 7 it tells us resist the devil and he will flee there is an action word here something for you to do resist the devil you have to resist the devil and then following your your resistance he will flee now this means you're going to have to make some choices you're going to have to stay away from some things some people some places if they're going to cause you to go back into your sinful nature to go back into the world to stay in that place where you are bound or you are a slave to your flesh there is going to come a time where you're gonna have to make a choice to step away from these things places or people now the scripture tells us that bad company corrupts good morals you have to understand this god loves each and every single one of us and it is not his will seriously not his will that we all just go astray or that any of us should go astray for that matter he sent his only son so that whosoever believes in him whosoever 
ever, the good, the bad, the indifferent, whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So this means now these choices that we have to make, for example, look like, and I'm going to use fornication as an example. And yes, I know I use sexual immorality a lot, but it is often the thing that trips up, especially a lot of single Christians, unmarried women and men. And it's something we probably don't talk about enough because a lot of people suffer with this and we don't talk about it because it's almost like there's a stigma over it sometimes. And so nobody expresses the desires that they're burning with or that they actually need help or guidance in this area. And so that's why I talk about this area a lot. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of some information here. If let's say that is an issue for you, boundaries are significant for your relationships. This means Netflixing and chill is not a thing. Okay. We are not chilling in your bedroom, sir or ma'am during the day, during the noon, during the night. We are not alone together, especially if we're trying to maintain our purity in any form or situation that could possibly cause us to compromise our purity. We are lovers of our father. We are lovers of God, not of ourselves and not of men. That simply means we are willing to protect our virtue and we are willing to protect ourselves from these things that will easily cause us to get tripped up. We're going to stand up for our faith. Verse 19 of Romans 6 says, For just as you once presented your members, which is your body, as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members, your body, as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification or holiness. Now, while Christ is doing this new work in you, you have to be disciplined to remain in him. Matthew 16 verse 24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to follow me, As my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me. Follow me means believing in Jesus, conforming to his example in living and if needs be suffering or perhaps dying because of your faith in him. That's from the amplified version of the Bible. Now, I just want to say something right here really quick. So many of us do not recognize the freedom that we have to speak about Jesus. People have struggled since the very beginning to speak the name, the power and the authority in Jesus Christ. People shy away from Jesus. We will say God, we will say Holy Spirit, but when it comes on to Jesus, very often this is a huge issue. You have to understand that you have the freedom to speak the name of Jesus while there are people in 2022 that are being killed 
merely because they believe in Jesus. Do not take for granted what you have. Speak boldly about Jesus Christ and tell the good news of the gospel wherever you will go. So let us therefore understand, guys, today. The scripture ends in verse 23 by saying the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we just want to thank you for the gift of your precious son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, we want to thank you that you picked up that burden for us that we could not carry for ourselves. And we just want to tell you in this moment that you truly, truly are a God that loves us and we recognize it and we are grateful for it. We do not take for granted what you did for us on Calvary's cross. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you just continue to guide our hearts and our minds every day that we would fix our eyes on you, that you would help us every single opportunity we get to be bold about sharing the good news of the gospel. We love you. We tell you thank you once more. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Men. Guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I, and I will see you next week, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Once again, before I forget, touringwithgod at gmail.com is our email address. If you need a Bible or you know someone who needs a Bible, please reach out to me and I would love to get a Bible to you. We also have a TikTok and an Instagram. Both are Touring with God. And I hope to see you guys pretty soon. I'm going to make a video hopefully soon. I can't promise the date just yet, guys, but I promise I, I will. I'm, in, I'm trying my best to get to that place. Once again, guys, I'll see you next week, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Bye.